right now um, in America, we are seeing people leaving the church in droves. They don't have time anymore. The church at large has not made the case for being relevant, a, a big enough case for the reason why we should go to church. I mean, we should all know by now, thank you, uh, North Point and Andy Stanley, how to do the big lights and the big show. But it's just not enough because community is what people so largely desire in their life. And they'll get it where they get it. Um, they, they will find it somewhere. And if they're not finding it in the church, they'll leave the church. Helping church leaders amplify their impact and reach their communities. This is the Amplified Impact Podcast. Hey, church communicators, Johnny Flash here. This is the Amplified Impact Podcast, where we help church leaders like you amplify your impact and reach your community. Thanks for joining us. Hey, I want to invite you to join the conversation. You can send me an email at flash at amplifiedimpact.org. I love hearing from you, and we're going to start featuring some of the questions that we're getting on the show, so send us your questions. You can also watch a video version of this show on our website at amplifiedimpact.org and leave us a comment below the video. And of course, you can go on iTunes and rate this podcast. That really helps us out, and you can leave comments there. So invite you to join the conversation. This is episode number two, and I'm excited to have a longtime friend with us, Trent Walker. He has a ton of ministry experience, and I think you're really going to enjoy hearing some of his latest ministry endeavors. And Trent is going to share some tips for how he has gone from zero to 6,000 YouTube subscribers in only six months. I think you're really going to enjoy my conversation with Trent Walker. Hey, so uh, tell for our audience that maybe uh, isn't familiar with you or whatever, why don't you give a little background on your ministry experience and just kind of church stuff that you've done in the past? Yeah, so um, let's see, I've been in full-time ministry for over 15 years. Um, uh, John, you and I met uh, back in 2001. Like, I moved out to Washington, D.C. after graduating Bible school and helped plant a church in Alexandria mm-hmm. right like the summer before 2011, before the, the, the towers fell and the Pentagon got 2001, yeah, 2001. Yeah, 2001. Did I say 2001? Sorry, yeah. yeah. So 2001, right? And, um, and I met John. I met you guys. I met you at George Mason University. We just struck up a great friendship. We had a band, and John would come and play on my worship team at the church. And I was at that church for six years, mm-hmm. uh, and I learned a lot then about what it means to do a startup church and a church plant. And my path before then had, had been, you know, interning at really large churches and places like that. So mm-hmm. to kind of go out on my own and, and be missional and stuff like that was huge for me. And you guys uh, really transformed that place too. It was like in, the, yeah. in a strip mall, you know, it was like not the most appealing place to have a church, but like you guys are yeah, reaching was, people. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good, it was a great learning experience. And, and um, we ended up revitalizing kind of a, a strip mall area. We put a coffee shop in there and it, it was cool. You know, I, I was really grateful to be a part of that. And, uh, and then we started having, you know, kids and family. I got married and my wife and I ended up taking a, a couple jobs in transition, but then we landed at a church in um, Battle Creek, Michigan, uh, which is where my family is from about an hour away from there. It's kind of kind of 45 minutes south of Lansing, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but it was our town and we loved it and it was, it was a good place to be at. 
Um, so we were there for eight years, and I was the lead uh, worship pastor and creative arts pastor. So, uh, John, you and I had just kept a, an awesome friendship and relationship going and uh, found that we were doing a lot of the same things, but with a slightly different expertise. <laughs> so, like, I would always tell people, I'm like, I learn as much as I possibly can from John in the creative arts world and, and strategic, like, you know, how to lead creatives in the church. Like, that was a huge question. And then John would always ask me questions on, like, the worship world and things like that. And so we would bounce ideas off of each other, and, and it, it was really good. So, man, yeah, I learned a lot from you. So, yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've learned plenty from you as well, my <laughs> friend. So, well, good. Um, so, hey, catch people up to speed, like, what you've been doing on the last year or so. I mean, it's so exciting. It's so different. I think it's really fascinating. I think yeah. people are going to really enjoy hearing that. So, so give, us, give, us, give us a taste of it. All right. So, um, yeah, the biggest transition of my life to date. I mean, I think the second biggest was when I moved from Bible school by myself mm -hmm. all the way out to Washington, D.C. And just, you know, missionally, I'm like, OK, well, the Apostle Paul did. I, I can do it, too. Right. And, but that was that was a big learning uh, uh, curve for me and a big um, character building time and a leap of faith to go out and do that. Well, this is probably the second biggest one, because now I have a family um, my wife and I, we sing together. We've done that for years. We play together. We write together. And, and we love that. We have five little boys. And so, um, and, and yeah, John's laughing. I'm only laughing because I have six brothers. So <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. We always, yeah, growing, growing, you know, our, our family's growing together. My wife would be like, I love John, but I pray that we don't have like seven boys like they have, you know. <laughs> And sure enough, like we have five. It's like, ah, uh, so, but to say couple more uh, to go there, bro, a couple more. Ah, no, not right now. I can't even think of it. Um, so we, um, we ended up really just, we ended up praying a lot and really hard for like a couple years before we transitioned out of our church job, because we really felt that God was calling us to be missional. And we really didn't know what that would, that looked like. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest leap of faith that we made to date in our life was stepping out of the four walls of the church into more of a missionary role for the church and an evangelical role for the church where we could be a blessing and see the world and teach our children what it is to see the church and be the church. That was huge for us. And uh, and yeah, just the leap of faith that it took was was pretty, pretty huge. The biggest step we had to take was to step out. And I mean, that's got to be a God thing. God has to call you to do that. And and so that was the biggest step that we took. And we did it not knowing what was in front of us. Um, after about six months of just praying, and, and after we had finished uh, our time there well, we finished very well. We postured the church up well. And after about six months of, uh, of that season, we had finally, it was, it was my wife who kind of felt the discernment first and I pushed against it a little bit. And finally I kind of cave in and I said, okay, let's do this. And here's the big thing. This is what we do now. We've now been in it for a year, but it was of uh, January. Um, it was after we saw you, John, that, that, that weekend, um, January 16 of 2016, we, uh, after a lot of research and everything, we bought an RV for our family all seven of us, and we live full time in RV, and we travel all over the country. There were there being a being a mi blessing to the church at large, and 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 only not only that, just being missional. Like there was still a lot we had to figure out, 
but to say that our heart and our our values stayed the same that we love the church and we want to celebrate and posture up the church and and praise the church wherever we go um and and at the same time be very evangelical we wanted to start telling people about jesus anywhere we had so through our music through the things we speak um that's been largely life-giving to us in just a whole new way that we never thought before and so that's been awesome. So yeah, we just celebrated our one year anniversary of being on the road, living full time in a class A motor home. Um, now, yeah, I would just want to pause right there because I think, I mean, I, I think there's got to be people listening here. And even, and even I've found myself in this place at times where it's like, you feel God calling you to do something, but it's so yeah. outside of what feels comfortable and easy and like what you're, what's familiar, you know? And so for you to go from full-time ministry at a church, you know, uh, have this great team, have all these things going, church is growing, um, and you're using some of your gifts there to this point where you're like, let's get an RV and let's travel around with five kids, you know, seven people in an RV, sell everything that we have. Basically, I mean, you guys don't have a house. You guys, you know, you guys are on the road full-time. So I want to dive in, uh, and, and this is just I could we could I'm sure people are wanting to ask the question, you know, about how logistically this all happens. But maybe that'll be for the maybe that'll be for another episode. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to I want to dive in because there's you you all have been doing something that I think um, is really helpful for churches, and that is I want you to kind of um, I, I know on YouTube you've had a lot of success in the last few months, and uh, I know you've. Uh, you know, you've gone from zero to thousands of followers, subscribers in a short amount of time. And so I want you to kind of tell us about that a little bit and what's been going on. Yeah. So, well, okay. There's a lot of things to that. And again, like this is something that I I just taught a class on it to a bunch of homeschoolers. And and even when you teach something, you learn more about it too. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But so we didn't start this right away when we started our free journey, and I really, really wish we would have. Mm-hmm. But yes, we have seen a tremendous amount of success in YouTube recently. Um, we have now 6,500 subscribers and growing. Whoa. Um, and so we, we trending, we, we probably will see 10,000 subscribers here, probably middle of February, possibly by the end of January. Wow. Um, and so that that's really cool. And and we you just we've started this like you just started this like what six months ago or yeah. So we started the YouTube channel six months ago. And and here's what we saw trending. I mean, so and this is what I I I do tell the church about. And and I hope to be even teaching this more to more church leaders because right now um, in America we are seeing people leaving the church in droves. They don't have time anymore. The church at large has not made the case for being relevant, a a big enough case for the reason why we should go to church. I mean, we should all know by now, thank you, uh, North Point and Andy Stanley, how to do the big lights and the big show. But it's just not enough because community is what people so largely desire in their life. And they'll get it where they get it. Um, they, they will find it somewhere. And if they're not finding it in the church, they'll leave the church. And so so the message still needs to go forth and the message needs to, to still happen. What's crazy is that we started doing just a little bit of research and, and we said, well, again, maybe it's the fact that my wife is a whole lot more trusting in Jesus than I am. I'll <laughs> admittingly say mm-hmm. I fought this. I was like, I don't want to do YouTube channel. There's so many things like so much work. But 
um, as we have been in the music industry and, and trying to get our music brand to grow, like we were just finding so many roadblocks. The Christian industry is dying. In, you know, music industry in, in general is just having a massively huge change. The entertainment industry is having a massively huge change. And it's largely due to the fact that, you know, as of um, July of 2000 and, uh, 2015, People stopped buying even digital download music. They're streaming everything. Right, uh, right. People are buying DVDs less. The entertainment industry, as far as actual physical merchandise, is is depleting, and subscribing revenues are growing. Advertising revenues are growing, and so mm-hmm. artists everywhere are now starting up podcasts because they can grab a revenue stream from from that, and and it's good, and it helps to refuel a conversation. And so we're kind of coming into, and John, you'll understand this. Today, 2017, they are now dubbing this year the search renaissance. Hmm. The search term in the interwebs is called SEO. And so I'm hopefully talking to your crowd, John, to understand that the SEO revolution is on. Mm -hmm. This summer, 2016, Facebook, one of the largest SEO brands in the world, changed their algorithms so that your friends, you don't see your friends' posts. This, there's little robots out there deciding what posts yeah, yeah. you see. And that's affecting everybody. It's affecting the entertainment industry. It's affecting like uh, uh, everybody from musicians to entertainers and everything who, who really, I mean, in the past 15 years, you have, I know, very well-known artists that have made it like such a uh, income-generating thing for them to have digital downloads. And now they're not getting it. So... YouTube to me was just another avenue to explore, basically. Yeah. So, so I want to dive in here a little bit because you know I think there's churches that are listening. Maybe they have sermon videos online. Maybe that's all they've been doing. How? Uh, what? What steps can a church take to go from zero to six thousand? I mean, like, what? What did you do? Like, what has been successful? Because I'm sure other people start a YouTube channel and six months later they don't have six thousand visit, you know, subscribers. They might have sixty. And so, what right. have you done? Right. And so, yeah, to say that growing those subscriber base, you're learning a few things. I will say to churches like and I told John on the the phone the other day, I really think the next revolution with a church that is willing to take the risk with this. Mm -hmm. And if you do this church and you succeed, give me a little cred here. okay? (laughs) but I think I think the next church that decides to be very vulnerable and real with a YouTube channel doing a daily YouTube channel successfully and not preaching, Mm. but just existing Mm -hmm. like I really think that'll be a very successful thing, but it needs to be developed. And 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 uh, the the trends that all YouTubers are using today is, and I think I believe it's the same in the podcasting world. I don't know podcasting as much, and someday I hope to do one. But YouTube really largely uh, thrives on how well you do your descriptions, your tags, and clickbait mm-hmm. with your title and your your thumbnail. And even then, um, the best thing that can happen with YouTube is just. And I will say, guys, for those of you who listen to Johnny Flash, this guy knows so many things. I'm totally going to give cred to you on this, John. When I started, I'm serious. I'm totally serious. you got to learn this. So when I started the YouTube channel, I said to Siobhan, I said, here's the only way we're ever going to make this thing successful. Because years mm-hmm. ago, I went to this seminar thing that John did. John had it at our church. Uh, and, and he taught us. He taught us. He said, if you want your church's website to be known and seen out there in the world... If you want your churches, basically your church's social content to be seen out in the world, there's three things you can do. Hmm. You can flood it with content, content, content. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and dude, I still learn that. And so it's very much the same thing with YouTube today. Like YouTube wants 
a unique voice. YouTube wants a um, something different to talk about. Hmm. But at the end of the day, YouTube itself will never see your stuff until you just start flooding it with content. Hmm. And um, and 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 I'll I'll also just kind of put a damper on your church strategy right now. If you're listening and you're church creative and stuff, stop putting your church sermons on on YouTube. It's honestly just a huge waste of time, and nobody's watching it. I, I'm just I hate to break it to you. People would much rather watch the live church online, but even that is diminishing so much. YouTube right now is, as we're coming into the search renaissance, they really are looking for not how to anymore. They're looking for who are you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're in an age of enlightenment, and so people want to see that. And I really highly believe that the people of God need to make a a vital push towards towards being in those public spaces being authentic like, so what what should which what what do you think a church should put on their youtube channel like give give us some ideas even tested or untested like what would what do you think could would could be tried yeah well i, I you know uh it would be like a, a great comedy to see just church staff get along with each other everybody <laughs> takes a few everybody takes a day editing you know one day a week editing and they all take part in in making themselves uh just a a show like hey it was monday at the office today here's what we did i mean here's the thing flooding it with content helping people to see who you really are can really change things spectacularly and so like the wonderful thing and you learn this from like guys like seth godin who talks about like today people are it is so easy now to make a personal brand for yourself that really can have a voice and here's the other damper that I want to put on church leaders today. If they're not realizing it, understand that your pulpit has very little influence today versus YouTubers. As an example, in this past fall of 2016, Casey Neistat has over 6 million subscribers to his YouTube channel. And all the guy has to do is turn on his computer, talk for 10 minutes, and everything you said in your church pulpit that week is gone and washed away because that is being inundated into society. So that's why I want to see more pastors being real and authentic. You know, here's another example. Like pastors, talk about what you read about in the scripture today and what God did in your life. Ten minute, a ten minute segment. Hmm. Every single unpolished, day. Unpolished, unpolished. Unpolished. You, know, yeah. you can polish it a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean. Siobhan and I, we're honest. I mean, we, we, we have a family of seven and five boys. Life gets crazy around here. And we tell yeah. everybody we're real. At the same time, like we guard a few things, you know, like I'm not a perfect person and, you know, things sure. aren't always perfect. And, and I saw you guys at McDonald's the other day in, in one of the videos. What I, I saw you at McDonald's. I think you were. Yeah. I think it was like the uh, the one yeah. the one point three million uh, RV oh, that, was, that you were that you were thinking yeah. about maybe getting or something. You know. Yeah, and we went. We went. Yeah, we're not getting a one point three million dollar. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great video, and that that was a viral video for us too, which is awesome, and that brought just a hunt a ton of subscribers. So so yeah, here's some things for for YouTube channels. If you're if you're just wanting to know content, content, content. Do something every single day. Keep it simple. Keep it where you can do it and create a process in doing it. Learn how to do your tags, your descriptions, and your thumbnails, your end screens, all of these things. Um, I recommend a channel called thinkmedia.tv. It's a YouTube channel with Sean Cannell. Mm -hmm. Really high, re highly recommend his stuff. Um, he's got really great content out there on how to start a YouTube channel, the right gear to buy, all these kind of things. 
and it's so cheap today to do, so inexpensive. And here's the brilliant thing. Your church or individually, you can earn an income on this stuff if you're diligent. So right now, after six months, yes, we're now earning an income. And, and I, I will just tell you guys the numbers because everybody loves numbers. <laughs> uh, at the end of January this year, January 2017, mm-hmm. we'll pull in uh, around $1,300 in just advertising revenue. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Wow. Yeah. So, but again, like these are strategies and tricks and things that we've used that have really worked and and learning from the people who are doing it. Our hope is to get our subscriber base growing, but at the same time, like we want real authentic subscribers. There's ways where you can cheat the system and get Mm -hmm. uh, fake subscribers. And that doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It's like, what kind of defeats the purpose? Like then you're all about the money that that's not it. Like we really just want, we wanted to preach a gospel message. Mm hmm. We really, uh, it started with like exposure to our music, which really was the message. And then we just started realizing like, this is a whole lot more fun for us to just live yeah, and yeah. show people, you know, who Christ is through us. You guys like and a reality so, TV show in an RV. And and that's the thing, like YouTube is the new wave of reality TV because you, you have the tools in your hands where you can do it on your own. You control your own content a, lot, a whole lot more. And yeah. um and, and and just simply put, like I, I plan on staying with YouTube for a long time because I think that their I think their brand and their company is growing. Mm-hmm. They're owned by Google, so anything <laughs> small you use little for, company, yeah, <laughs> anything you use for keywords has a much greater capacity to go worldwide, which is like what a couple of our videos have done. They've gone viral. Like right now, that video you talked about has uh, I it's right about one million, right? It's almost to a million yeah. views. Yeah, just under yeah. one. Probably by the time they hear this, it's going to be a one million <laughs> yeah. views. You know? Yeah. So you know, and it all it is is just again, it's just and and what we do some tips and tricks that we do every single show is we use our end screens to talk about our personal brand. Mm-hmm. We talk about our our uh, our ministry page where where people can can give because that's a big deal for us. That's mm-hmm. how we exist financially is missionally people giving into our ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondarily, we exist by you know playing out, doing shows. And this, this channel has made it just a real great opportunity for us to meet real people, commenters and subscribers that will say, hey, we're coming to this area and we get a whole bunch of people like, oh my gosh, we want to have you come to our house, which is great, you know, and that's what we love. And, yeah, and yeah. That, that's been a huge blessing for us too. And so, yeah, our hope this year at the end of uh, 2017 is that we'll have, you know, 30,000 subscribers or something. And we really think we can, you know, so. That's yeah. awesome. I'm so excited for you guys. This is so, so great. Hey, so let's jump in here. We do a thing called an amplified impact round. And basically I'm right. going to rapid fire some questions at you and uh, you can kind of rattle off some quick answers, and I think this will be helpful for our listeners. So here we go. You ready? Let's do it. Okay, so uh, what's the number one thing any church communicator or director needs to know? They're new on the job. What do they need to know? Um, listen to your executive leadership over your team. That's more important than anything. Like, like it, it kind of goes in a little more of the military structure, but Whatever your executive leadership says and how they operate is more important. Uh, as an example, uh, our executive leadership team was a very fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants team, and so I didn't hold that against them. I actually restructured our whole creative team around that. Hmm. We worked on Saturday because we had church services on Saturday, mm-hmm. and our leadership really loved the availability to be able to kind of hear the voice of God 
and go. And, mm. and that was their time to do that. They would make changes on the fly. I mean, I know this from churches everywhere. I hear this from creative leaders that they're like, I wish my pastor could be more planned. And, and that's why I want to say is like, how about just understand they're probably not going to be right. Why right. Don't you restructure around them and they will be blessed for it. And so yeah. that worked really well for our team. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the best thing you've done to attract new visitors to church? Uh, the best thing we've done to attract new visitors to church is uh, honestly like good, good old fashioned advertisement and good old fashioned word of mouth. You know, in this new day and age with using Instagram and stuff like uh, I got to be honest, like I've been out of this for a year. Like I feel like it's a whole new game now, especially with the algorithms that have changed. You know, I know a buddy of mine up in, in Ludington where he just makes his uh, strategy every month to uh, afford $10 a day for Facebook advertisements. So I think mm. right now, from what I hear, what's working, uh, Facebook ads is really working for his church to mm. just attract people. The world is on Facebook, and so they'll end up seeing that, and I think that's a really good thing, Peter. That's huge. What, what would be your best tip for promoting sermons? Is, is that what it would be, or would you, was there anything you'd add particularly for a sermon or series? Oh, I think, well, the things that you talked about all the time in your classes before are, are super huge. And I still think they hold weight today. Like it, people will be more likely to chime into a sermon when it has a catchy hook. And honestly, it's the same thing with YouTube, the same strategies that we use with YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, the fact of the matter is, is, you know, with the, the they call it title bait. It's the same thing. Sure. Like what people see with their eyes right away, they'll be more intrigued with. So if you're still a church and you're calling your church sermons, like 13 ways to reach people, that's such a boring title. You know, you mm -hmm. need to call it like, like I'm going to die if you don't come to Jesus, you know, like, or something like that. You're like, it's gotta be bold. It's gotta be big and it's gotta mm -hmm. reach people, but it's gotta be authentic too. Sure. Um, and then, and then again, some strategies that, and I'm going to use my buddy in Ludington who does this stuff so well, like rather than, um, just blasting your sermon title, what's really good today is if you can do like, like three or four, um, like one and a half minute or even 30 second video snippets of your message last week on your, your sermon title and, and blast those on Facebook. Uh, Facebook prioritizes a few things over another. They obviously prioritize paying for your post, boosted post. But the other things that they prioritize is Facebook Live. So if you want to promote your series as a pastor, just get on Facebook Live. And I guarantee you, all of your followers will see it. That's the reason why Facebook is doing Facebook Live. If you just post a video from Instagram and have it tether over to Facebook, nobody will see it because Facebook wants you to use Facebook, right? right? Right. And so if you have a Facebook page for your church, get on Facebook Live and say, hey guys, I'm starting a new series this week. Here's what we're talking about. And I'm super excited about it. I guarantee you, you'll have a whole lot more buy-in from that because Facebook Live is prioritized and that's where your people are. Uh, secondarily, you do like two or three uh, one and a half minute video clips from your sermon series last week that had like some of your best zingers in them. Um, and you upload those directly to Facebook. Facebook also prioritizes those direct uploads over like, hey, we, we already put it on our Vimeo page on our website. Let's just tell Vimeo to put it on Facebook. Well, you can do that, but you yeah. won't get anybody to see it and then right. you're wasting time. So uh, last question, what's your favorite tool for ministry or just your favorite tool that you've been using? Uh, yeah, definitely. Favorite tool that I use is Boomerang. Uh, okay. It's a Gmail app because I use Gmail. I love Boomerang because 
It has a couple different things. Oh, I, I gotta I gotta put these two together. Sorry, I, I forgot about this one. But Boomerang and Momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Momentum is a, is also a Gmail app that basically when I open up my my screen every single day and I start my day, my Momentum app gives me this gorgeous picture that inspires me because I'm a creative, and it gives me an awesome quote that basically tells me like I'm the king of the world, which I'm not, but I need stuff that inspires me. And then it has my a really quick like five point to do list that I can get started on in the day. And then it has uh, a one like main focus. If I don't do any of the five to do list things, what's the main thing that I'm going to focus today? So momentum and then boomerang is a huge app because that way, like again, like I can be doing so many things at the same time. And I have like right now I have two different companies that we're running and it's a lot going on at the same time. And so um, boomerang allows me to when I send an email out to somebody, I can basically remind myself to get back with them or put scheduling on my calendar and stuff like that. Those are huge apps. <laughs> so Trent, this has been so much fun. How can people uh, reach you? What's the best way to, to connect with you? Okay. The best word that we have, or the best way that people can reach us is find us at rvworshipleader.com. Okay. That will lead you to all of our websites and all of our social media, which is under trentandshavon.com. But I found that it was so difficult to spell my wife's name to, to tell people that. <laughs> Our YouTube channel is growing like crazy, and I want to invite you guys to be a part of it because it's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, and and yeah, that that's those are the best ways to reach us. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. final question: Who would you who would you like me to try to interview next, and why? Oh man, I didn't look at that question. You're gonna stump me on that one. I didn't um, send it to you. <laughs> yeah, geez, as far as people to interview. Uh, my friend Jennifer Miles would be a great person to interview or my friend Jerry Tice up in Ludington. I already referred to him a couple times. He's doing some really strategic things in the small church realm. Like Jerry has, is in a small community in Ludington um, and, and he has a small church up there, but he's really making some really innovative measures. I don't even think he does. He thinks like, well, I'm not doing anything different. Like, yeah, you are. Uh, Jennifer Miles is also a great friend of mine. I would encourage you to follow her her blog uh, and she she has uh, a lot of knowledge on the church online and where the church is going today. Uh, those are two very influential people in my life uh, and that I know well as friends. So, so yeah, those are some people, you know, I think you should interview. I think they'd be great, you know. Thanks, Trent. Thanks, man. This yeah. has been so much fun. Appreciate it. Totally, dude. Thanks for the opportunity and be blessed. Well, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Trent as much as I did. It was so great to catch up with him. Uh, go over to rvworshipleader.com and check out the ministry that Trent and Siobhan are doing. It's incredible. Check out their YouTube channel and, and pay attention to how he names their videos and the types of thumbnails that he uses. Look at those videos that are approaching 1 million views. Um, you'll get some great insights just to into as you dissect what he's doing. You'll really get some good tips there as well. So hope that you'll do that. Hey, if you haven't already done so, go over to AmplifiedImpact.org and get the 52 Ways to Make Sunday Special ebook. It's a free ebook. It's visual. It's beautiful. It's packed with tons of tips. It'll inspire you. Definitely go check that out if you haven't already. And uh, check out the video version of this podcast. Leave us a comment. Uh, those things are huge. We love hearing from you. Send us an email at flash at AmplifiedImpact.org. And you can get all the notes, the show notes for today's podcast on the website at amplifiedimpact.org slash podcast. Hey, there's one more thing I've got to tell you about. We're going to be doing an online workshop in just a few weeks 
called Learn How to Attract More Visitors to Your Church. It's a 90-minute live online workshop. We're going to give you lots of tips. We're going to help you build your communication strategy. We've got templates to give you. We're going to throw in a bonus coaching call. Um, so lots of great stuff. And the first 50 people get a special discount. So I don't know if there's any spots left by the time you're listening to this or watching this, but go to amplifiedimpact.org. Sign up for that before the spots are gone. It's going to be incredible. And I can't wait to uh, share some things with you that I have learned over the years that will make your communication at your church more effective and just help you reach more people. So I'm really excited to share uh, those things with you as well. So head over there. Hey, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. Tell your friends about this, spread the word. And until next time, amp it up.